Amen, amen. You may have a seat. Good morning, family. And congratulations. Welcome to 2022. Who here is still waiting for the second half of 2020 to roll around? I just feel like we lost something there, but it's so good to see you this morning. My name is Josh. I'm one of the ministers here. If you are a guest, a special welcome to you. This is just our family get-together each week, and we're so glad that you're here either in person or certainly with us online. This morning, it's going to look just a little different than a typical Sunday. Usually, we sing some, then I will teach, and we have communion, and that's about our flow typically. But today, I'm not going to teach, and we are going to have a special message from one of my buddies and our senior high youth minister, Michael Chambers. He's going to share here in just a few minutes something God has been teaching him, and I've been blessed as we've sort of prepped and talked through a lot of it and excited about what you're going to share to the body here this morning. Before we do that, though, just a few things I want to make you aware of. Number one, grab your phones. Go ahead. We do this every week. There is a wonderful page on our website that gives you sort of a play-by-play of our gathering as well as ways to connect and stay informed throughout the week. And the way to get it is simply to go to your text messages and type in the number 94000 in the send section and then type in the words CC Guide. And you'll be sent a link. You click on that link, it'll take you to all of our info about what's going on today, throughout the week, and how to stay connected. Number two, every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. right over here, we have Growth Track. Growth Track is a four-week get-together where we talk about the fundamentals of who we are and the fundamentals of faith. Every first Sunday of the month, we talk about Joining the mission. What does it mean to be a part of a body, and specifically the body here at Clear Creek? Then the second week, we always talk about godly habits and how to develop those. By the way, as you're starting 2022, that's a great one to attend. Each week, it's a different topic. There are four topics, and we rotate every month. So you can start any Sunday and get through them over the course of four weeks. Why am I telling you this? Growth track is not just for guests or new members. Because many of us, this church is, is growing, there's a lot of great things happening, and you have questions, and there are things that are going on that you need to know about, and Growth Track is the place to ask questions, get them answered, and gain clarity for who we are and where we're going as a church. So I encourage you to join us, be a part of that starting next week. Also, starting next Sunday at 9.30, we will have some additional adult engagement options taking place in the classrooms to your right, my left. So 9.30, great time to connect, to be informed, encouraged, as well as given greater clarity on where we're going as a church. Plus, you get to see some friendly faces during that hour-long time. Now, next Sunday, we have a few things happening. This is the final thing I want you to know about. Well, there's one more. I'll tell you in a second. But the final big announcement is next Sunday, we're going to kick off a teaching series as we kick off this new year. And it is all about the Bible. You say, really? That's Yes. Because here's the reality. If I could tell you that you could meet with the world's greatest investors, the world's greatest parents, the world's greatest mentors, the greatest business leaders, the greatest gurus, for no cost to you except for a little time, and it would categorically improve your year, I think anyone here with two brain cells would say, sign me up. And the good news is, 
you have all that and more between the pages of the Bible. Because the greatest leader in all of history happens to have written a book. And so we're going to talk about this book. And so next week and for the next four weeks, I'm going to give you some handles for how to understand it. There are some misconceptions we have that we've got to deal with that will absolutely break us as individuals and as a church if we don't get it clear. And so next Sunday, we're going to kick it off by looking at Genesis to Revelation in about 25 minutes. I'm going to give you the entire Bible in four pictures. And so it's going to be a great time together to help us start this year off right. And to help you in that, next Sunday, everyone who comes who wants one may receive one of our brand new 2022 church journals. This journal has a little pen, has a nice little holder here. It's a hardback journal with rule paper in it. Great for keeping up with what we do here in your engagement, in your missional communities. Great gift. We hope you will take advantage of it. Well, good morning. Good morning, family, and happy new year to all. And I feel like I've got to start off today actually with an apology, because if any of you guys were tuned into our stream last week, um, Josh said that there was going to be a special guest speaker this week. Um, I am neither special nor a guest, Um, and I actually work here. I am the high school minister. I have the best job in the world. I'm blessed every week uh, to get to work with these guys. Um, And guys, I'm going to talk to you guys about something that's really been important in my life and, and really changed Um, how I've lived my life for the past few months, and I'm really excited to share with you guys. So I'm going to pray real quick, and we'll jump into it. Uh, Lord God, I thank you so much for uh, this family. I thank you so much for uh, the the bodies that surround us and the the hearts that are in here. And God, I pray that you would uh, prepare each of us uh, for what you have to share with us today. Um, God, most of all right now, I pray that you would uh, speak through me. Let the words that are shared be your words and not my own. Uh, God, we love you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. All right, so when I throw up this next slide, you guys, I, I'm going to probably see a lot of eye rolls, maybe a lot of groans, um, but I just want to see a quick show of hands. If you have ever heard this phrase, new year, new me, huh? anybody? Yes, we're familiar with this. Some of us have probably even thought this way. I know I have, and I would wager to, get, to bet that many of you have actually felt this way before. Now, if, if I were to ask you, hey, do, do we really believe new year, new me? Most of us would probably say no. Most of us would probably say that's nonsense. Why, when you change the calendar, you don't magically become a new person, right? But I know for a fact that I have definitely felt this way before, and I would wager to guess that you probably have too, because of one simple thing. New Year's resolutions. Now, I want to see another quick show of hands. How many of you in here have either made this year or sometime in the past a New Year's resolution of some sort? It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's okay. Okay, so most of us in here have made a resolution at the beginning of the year at some time or another. What this is, is saying, I believe that because it is no longer the previous year, I now, for some reason, magically have the ability to do the thing that I haven't been able to do over the past year, the thing that I've been putting off. Uh, because it is a new year now, I can... I, get in order, whatever it is I've been wanting to get in order, but I needed it to be this new year. That is a new year, new me mentality. And I would wager to guess that many of us have done that before or thought that way before. But the fact of the matter is, if it was really that easy, if really all we needed was the fresh start of a new year to do the thing that we've been wanting to do, chances are we probably would have already done it, 
right? And so that leaves us to face the harsh reality that a new year does not actually equal a new me. Because we enter into this cycle, right? We, we step into these resolutions. And if you're not a New Year's resolution person, uh, like my wife, she is very cynical towards New Year's resolutions. That is fine. You can probably still connect to this lesson whenever you think about just any new commitments that we make. A lot of times, many of us have experienced wanting to make a change, wanting to step into a new commitment, a new resolution, a new change in our life. And yet, life happens. Life gets in the way. And though we want to start the new habit, though we want to start reading more or exercising more or getting our finances in order, whatever it might be, things get in the way, the cycle happens, and then it falls apart. It's the way it always goes. And the thing is, guys, Paul understood this. Paul was the writer of much of the New Testament. Um, he was an apostle. And this is what he writes in, in one, of his, uh, one of his letters to the churches. He says, I do not really understand myself, for I, uh, I do not really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Does anybody in here relate to that this morning? Anybody, anybody ever felt that way? I want to do what is right. We all want to do what is right, but I don't do it. There's so many things that I want to do, but I can't manage to do them. Guys, this is the problem. This is the reason, this, the, the problem that we face is that we can't manage to keep these resolutions, right? We can't manage to keep these commitments. Paul understood this. And so the question that we face now is why? Why are they so hard? Why can I not manage to set forth and do the thing I've set, set out to do and make it happen? Why is it so difficult? Well, to unpack that a little bit more, I want to give you guys the answer, but I want to talk about labels. And this is where we're going to find the answer to why this is so hard. And hopefully we'll find the solution by the end here. But I want to talk about the idea of labels to dive into why keeping these commitments might be so hard. So if I were to jump down to Walmart, for example, um, and I were to grab um, like, a, like a workout shirt, like an athletic shirt, you know, one of those like kind of dry fit, uh, moisture wicking, you know, those, one of those kinds of shirts. And I were to go to Walmart and get the Walmart brand. What's that going to run me? Maybe five, ten bucks, something like that. Well, if I were to jump right down the street a little bit further, go to Academy Sports, and go to the Under Armour rack, right? And I'm going to get the same kind of shirt, same goal. Uh, might even be, might even look the same, might even have the same color, might feel the same. But what's that going to run me? 35, 40 bucks, something like that. We're all kind of reminded of these giant price gaps during the Christmas season. Um, that is the label. The difference between those two things, the worth, the monetary value that we find between these two things, though they might be the same product, essentially, the price difference, the worth that we find in them is found in the label. And that's really the only difference between the two things. So the worth is found in the label. Guys, the same is true for you and me. We adopt certain labels and we accept them as truth and they shape our sense of self-worth. This is what makes our New Year's resolutions, the commitments that we want to make, the changes we want to see, what makes it so hard is these labels that we adopt about ourselves. For example, I am lazy. I put this up there first because that's one I've struggled with for a lot in my life. There might be a label you've worn too. I am lazy or I am irresponsible. It's a label we might put on ourselves. I am over-obsessive. I'm just, I'm so controlling and I, I, I don't want to be that way, but that's just how I am. That's all I, how I've always been. Or I am a bad spouse. Many of us maybe wrestled with that and adopted that as an identity. I am unintelligent. I actually heard a friend say he wrestles with that recently. 
I am weak. I am weak to the struggles that I face day in and day out, and I have just come to accept that that is just part of who I am. I am weak. I am fake. That's a struggle that a lot of us face working with the teenagers. That's the thing I, I work with them a lot about is this idea of being fake. Or I am fill in the blank, whatever it might be for you. We have all somewhere along the way taken a label and adopted it as truth and worn it as though it is who we truly are. That is what has been holding us back from living into these changes that we want to see. But here's the truth, guys. Why do labels exist in the first place? Labels exist to tell us the maker of the product. That's why the label is there. You go to Walmart and the, uh, you compare the two shirts, right? They might be the same shirt, but the, simp- the difference is the label. In the label, all it does is it tells you, okay, Under Armour made this or Walmart made this, right? The label exists to tell us the maker of the product. So when it comes to you and I, our label, our worth is found in God. Scripture tells us that he knit us together in our mother's womb. So Paul understood this. In that very same passage I was just reading from a little bit further down, where he's talking about wrestling with these struggles and these habits that he can't seem to find himself getting past, um, he follows it up with this idea. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is the sin living in me that does it. If you're reading from your Bible, it might say, it is the sinful nature within me that does it. But what he does in that moment, he acknowledges the struggle. It's a very real thing. I continue to see myself making the same mistakes. I want to do good things. I want to set out and, and make resolutions and make goals and move towards what I know I'm called to, but I don't do it. The struggle is very real, and he acknowledges that. But here in this passage, what he does is he separates the struggle from his identity. There is a distinct difference between what I am facing and who I am. He's saying, it is not me, it is the sin living in me that does it. So how, then, can he know that this is true? Because this seems like a bold thing to claim, right? And if that's really the answer, the real answer, if our real label is found in Christ, how can we really know that? Well, you need to look no further than the very first chapter of Scripture. Genesis 1, it says this, Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. At the foundation of what it means to be a human being, at our core, we are made in the image of God. That is what is true at our root. And so that is where our true label is found. That is, God is our maker, and that is the label that we have worn or we need to wear. That is very contradictory to all those labels I threw up on the screen, right? That is very different because if I am made in the image of God, and if that is my true label, is calling myself lazy, is that true? Is calling myself over-obsessive? Is calling myself unintelligent, weak, fake? Are any of those things the truth about who I am? No. No. Because my true label, my true identity, my true worth is found in the goodness of God. So here's the truth, guys. The new year is not going to change us. Knowing our true label is what is going to change us. It's the bottom line. If we know 
where our true label is, if we know where our true identity is, then we are able to step into our resolutions. We're able to step into these new commitments that we're wanting to make with a completely different mindset. We then get to make changes to live into who we truly are, not to become something different. If you look back over the course of the resolutions you may have made in the past, right? Like, let's say, um, let's say you wanted to start keeping a planner, right? That's something I did this past year, actually. If you're approaching that, if our approach to, uh, I want to start keeping a planner, in the past, I might have thought, I am irresponsible. That is, that is the truth about me. I am irresponsible. So I need to start keeping a planner uh, because I'm irresponsible, and maybe that'll fix that. Maybe that'll help me become something different. But then I end up failing because I believe that I'm irresponsible, so I want to start keeping the planner to make me not be irresponsible, but I don't actually keep a planner because I'm too irresponsible to keep doing it. That's the cycle that we find ourselves falling down, right? But if this, if this is what we truly believe, if we truly believe the label that's put on us and this is the uh, approach that we're taking, then I'm no longer deciding, you know what, I'm going to get organized and I'm going to be professional and I'm going to keep my planner not to become something different, but because that's already who I am. That's who God made me to be, and so that's just the life I'm going to live. And I'm not going to go and you know, take my health seriously and start uh, you know, fixing up my diet. That's a, that's, a, that's a common New Year's resolution. I'm not going to do that to become something different because I'm just a slob. Rather, I am going to start living the way that I have been called to live because that's who I truly am. I have been denying my true label and accepting a false label. Whenever we accept the real label, it changes our entire approach to the changes we want to make. Guys, that's my prayer for, you, for, for all of us today, is that we can adopt the true label and make these changes with the idea of living into who we truly are rather than the feeble attempt to force ourselves to become something different. I'm going to pray. Actually, I'm going to ask you guys to stand. I'll pray, and then we'll sing some more songs. Um, Lord God, I thank you so much for this um, body that surrounds us here. Um, I thank you so much for um, the ways in which you're going to transform lives this year uh, with, a, with a renewed mindset, with a new approach uh, to um, the idea of making changes. God, there's, so, there's a lot of good to making changes in our lives, but there's a lot of bad to believing that it all rests on us changing something about ourselves, when in actuality, you have already made us new. You have already made us good. And we get to live into our true identity, not encumbered by the struggle to try to become something new. God, I, tr I pray that you would uh, solidify that truth within our hearts so that we can move forward and see real transformation this year for you so that more people can come to know you better. It's, your name, it's in your son's name we pray. Amen.